With your latest news, I'm April Cummings. Chief Medical Officer Dr. John Lee has today's COVID-19 update. There have been 1,232 PCR tests for SARS-CoV-2 since the last report yesterday morning. Of these, there are five new positive tests in travelers uh, leaving quarantine and 10 in members of the community. For these 10, mostly they're staff and students from Clifton Hunter High School and additionally from First Baptist Christian School. Dr. Lee today also provided the usual update on the progress of the vaccination program, but also announced a reduction in the isolation period for primary contacts. Public Health is announcing an immediate reduction in the isolation period for primary contacts of a positive COVID-19 case to 10 days, provided that everyone in the same household has been fully vaccinated with a vaccine that's on the Chief Medical Officer's approved list at least 14 days prior to the contact. In terms of the vaccination program? For the vaccinations, there have been a total of 107,891 COVID vaccinations given over the islands. Of these, 55,376 are first doses, which represents 78% of 71,106. This also represents 89% of those over 12 years of age. For second doses, having people having completed the course, 52,405 doses have been given, which represents 74% of the estimated population, and which also represents 84% of those over the age of 12. 110 people have had a third or booster dose. Chief Medical Officer there, Dr. John Lee. The House of Parliament wraps up its business today. The Customs and Border Control Amendment Bill 2021 has been read a third time and is passed. The Cayman Islands Coast Guard Bill 2021 has been read a third time and is passed. Immigration Transition Amendment Bill 2021 be given a third reading and passed. All those in favor, please say aye. 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 Those against, the ayes have it. The special meeting of the House of Parliament wrapped up just before six today, having, as you've just heard, passed all three pieces of legislation. We will break down the legislation and changes in the coming days right here on Radio Cayman. Earlier today, the health minister said the two bills aimed at mandatory COVID vaccinations for people in specific immigration categories were being hijacked by those with a political agenda. In her contribution to today's debate, the Honorable Sabrina Turner told MPs, while there is nothing wrong with people demonstrating and questioning their representatives when it comes to controversial bills. The elephant in the room is that there is no place for politics when it comes to the health and safety of our people. She took the opportunity to fire back at claims from the opposition and some members of the public, claiming the pact government is too green to effectively deal with COVID-19. None of us on either side are experts when it comes to this COVID disease. Even scientists are baffled. But what I'm telling you are about is not about who can make money from this either. Not at the expense of our most vulnerable. We are here to be fair and balance. Your name, your network, or the color of your skin has no place when it comes to our fight in COVID. She ended by giving her full support for the bill. In between the controversial immigration bills, the Premier tabled the Cayman Islands Coast Guard bill Monday night, which establishes the group as its own entity. And I'm honored to be able to stand here today as Premier to table this bill and support this in consideration of making it an official act. 
Mr. Speaker, I wish to give credit to the members of the opposition for seeing through the formation of the Coast Guard when they sat as government. And it is only unfortunate that they were unable to bring this bill before this Honourable House prior to the elections in April of this year. The Honourable Wayne Panton told MPs the establishment of a Coast Guard represents a key aspect of strengthening capacity and resiliency for Cayman's maritime security, border control and public safety. Until this bill is fully enacted, the Coast Guard's work will continue to be conducted under the auspices of the RCIPS Joint Marine Unit. Once this bill is passed, they will be transitioned over with the full authority under the new Act, as they rightly should be. The Coast Guard, while not a military unit, will participate, for example, in search and rescue operations in Cayman Islands waters and international waters without encroaching into other countries' maritime boundaries. The creation of the Cayman Islands Coast Guard has modernized Cayman's overall approach to maritime safety, security and enforcement by bringing Cayman into conformity with a series of, of international obligations. In fact, Mr. Speaker, the timeliness of the passage of this bill improves our readiness for the upcoming International Maritime Organization's III Compliance Code Audit, which will take place later this month. Of course, as you heard a short time ago, the bill, which had the support of the opposition, had a third reading with some amendments and passed. Civil servants will do their part to stop the spread of COVID-19. That's the message from the Deputy Governor in Parliament this morning. The view of the civil service is that we should uh, follow the elected government and put similar provisions in the Public Service Management Act, and I believe the Public Service Management Law, that would uh, require non-Caymanians joining the service and non-Caymanians who are in the service to have um, the, to be, have the COVID vaccine on renewal of their contracts and those coming into the service. The Honorable Franz Manderson told MPs his team will consult with and account for any concerns raised by members of the civil service. But he is pleading for those of you who can get vaccinated to do so. Mr. Speaker, I think the civil service should lead in this area. The civil service should be, except those who cannot be vaccinated because of medical grounds, Otherwise, we should be 100%. 70% is not good enough. 75, 80, why not be 100%? We strive for 100% in everything else that we do. Deputy Governor the Honorable Franz Manderson. Cayman Airways says if you are fully vaccinated against COVID-19 and are not showing any signs or symptoms of the virus, you have the green light to travel freely between Grand Cayman and the sister islands. Senior Marketing and PR Manager Olivia Scott Ramirez says under the new rules, which came into effect on September 21st, air passengers who have completed an approved vaccine course at least 14 days prior to travel will only need to show their vaccination card to an agent at the time of check-in. Passengers who do not meet this vaccination requirement can still travel from Grand Cayman to the Sister Islands once they provide a negative PCR test result issued no more than 48 hours prior to their flight and as long as they're not displaying any sort of respiratory symptoms or symptoms of the virus. This requirement applies to any person aged 5 and older. For international passengers, children aged 5 and older are now required to have a negative PCR test no more than 72 hours prior to departure. And passengers across the board are reminded that they are responsible for researching and securing the necessary documents required for entry into any country. 
Cayman's educators are being lauded for their resilience and adaptability during the COVID-19 pandemic on this World Teachers Day. Education Minister the Honorable Juliana O'Connor Conley says the global theme, Teachers at the Heart of Education Recovery, is appropriate as we continue to feel the impact of the COVID-19 virus. At this time, we recognize more than ever the crucial role of our educators in ensuring the continuity of learning and helping our children to realize their full potential. The minister says she will lobby unrelentingly to elevate the status of the teaching profession. That is your latest local news from Radio Cayman's Newsroom. I'm April Cummings.